0: Welcome back to a very, very special edition of the DraftKings Unreasonable Odds podcast. Steve Buchanan alongside Julian Edlow here. We have an extremely, first of all, we are in person. Look at next this. Next to each other.
1: We're next to each other for the first time in right. a long
0: time. And if you are
1: watching, uh, you can clearly see this is special. Uh, we don't deserve all this, but no, here we, we are.
0: Don't. No, we don't. We, we <laughs> don't deserve any of this at all. But we are glad to be here. We are in beautiful Weehawken, New Jersey for. The DraftKings Sportsbook uh, National uh, Sports Betting National Championship. The
1: Sports Betting National Championship, Steve. You've now messed this up on two podcasts, so I'll clean up your mess. The Sports Betting National Championships. Presented by DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook. Here we are. Now,
0: now, I keep messing up because I'm so excited to be here that, like, I can't even keep Definitely my thoughts why. straight. That's, that's the problem here. But obviously, you know, we are here to uh, give you all the info on this event. Huge, huge event that's going to be taking place between November 5th and uh, November 7th, which also dates right. includes NFL Week 9. How about a little info on the event here? Because you, you know all this stuff here.
1: We have a lot of – yes, I know. If I, if I was allowed to compete in the event, I would definitely win the event, <laughs> so I know all the rules. Um, all right, so here's the – so basically you can enter this. The competition starts Friday night, November 5th at 6 p.m. Yep. You can enter it until Saturday at 6 p.m., though. So if you're listening to this later and the event has started and you are in a legal sports betting state, you can get in. You can enter on Saturday up till 6 p.m. Eastern and win this event. Um, the betting window essentially goes all the way through Sunday. Right. You have to place your bets by 1 p.m. Eastern, by the kickoff, on Sunday. Now, that includes, though, the 1 p.m. and the 4 o'clock window in NFL and up to 6 p.m. tip-off in NBA. Right. You just have to get this in by 1 p.m. That's the last time you can bet on Sunday. Um, sports included, obviously NFL. Yep. We got the college football slate on Saturday um, and Friday night. And NBA, so basically three sports, a 48-hour window almost of of betting, and I'll give the I'll give the uh, the the fees here. Essentially, it's it's the 10k buy-in. Right. Half of that is your bankroll. Half of that goes to the prize pool. So just like you're playing a DFS contest, yep. there's a tiered prize pool um, for first place and and so on down. But that other 5,000 is your real bankroll for right. the event. So if you bet, if if you're betting, you know, with your five thousand dollar bankroll, and you wind up with with ten thousand in there, but you don't win the event, that ten thousand's yours. That's Ooh. real money that you're real money that you're you're betting with. Um, so that's essentially how your bankroll is gonna gonna work. And there's, I mean, limits are different for this. Like, you if you want to come in and bet five thousand on an NBA player prop on on Friday night to get yourself going. You can do that, right? (laughs) You normally can't do that, but you can do that in this event. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty special to award a a sports betting national champion. Um, That's kind of how it breaks down. And last time that we held this event, you had to be in New Jersey. You want to go ahead and give out the states because you can participate. Obviously, it's fun to be here. This is awesome. Um, Look around. Right. But if you can't be here... You just have to basically be in in one of these states.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a number of states are where you're eligible to be in this here. I mean, we'd love to have you here in New Jersey. Obviously, there. Why a, wouldn't you uh, want to come see Steve in person? Right. I mean, that that <laughs> in itself is worth the 10k. I mean, people would pay more. <laughs> To see me in person, it's
1: really a discount if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve <laughs> will shake your hand and say hello to you if you're here. But at the
0: venue here, we got we have a, a beautiful sports bar they have here, overlooking the Hudson River and the Manhattan skyline. Taking a quick peek over here uh, to my right, uh, we're looking at New York City right yep, there. 50, Other people can't see that. 56 but it's right there. foot bar, LED walls, tons of TVs here. But truly, if you're in any of these states here—Arizona, Colorado, Ohio, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming—you are eligible for this event. So, like. And said, "You can still, you still have time to get into this event if you want to participate. There is no other event out there like this. This is so unique—a a chance to win a massive amount of money and sweat out some bets. You know, really, with uh, uh, an extra layer of skin, if, uh, if you want to say—in um, this game.
1: I, I don't know if I like the extra layer of skin All terminology. Right. It's right. kind of awkward, but yes." <laughs> More <laughs> stake in the game. Let's put it that way. Th- that's
0: a good one. Yes. That's a good one. Better. I'm too. a
1: natural I'm um, a podcast host.
0: So on this show as well, though, we're going to be talking to, of course, Johnny Avello, DraftKings director of race and sportsbook operations. He's going to be joining us in just a little bit. We're also going to have Brady Cannon on the show from Veasan. Yep. Uh, Veasan was. Uh, grateful enough to set up this uh, this beautiful set for us here and let us use this here for the podcast. He is going to be joining us here as well. We're going to talk to both of these guys just about the general strategy about going into this event. Of course, Johnny's going to have a lot of insight into this as well. And then to wrap up the show, of course, we'll give out some, uh, some plays for week nine for yeah, plays over the entire weekend. So stay tuned for this jam-packed show. We have so much that we're going to get to and talk about, especially this event here in Weehawken, uh, New Jersey. Jersey so before Did we that, mention go ahead
1: two million dollars are guaranteed here have we even said that
0: I think I thought you, you said that but you can I reiterate that like
1: so two million dollars is guaranteed
0: that is the minimum that will be given out at this event <laughs> <laughs> a and, lot of money. and anything that you win from your bets too that is yeah. also part of it as well so there's just money galore here in New Jersey come get a piece Come get a taste. All right, let's uh, let's let's uh, grab Johnny Avello. We're going to talk to him. Of course, one of our favorite guests on the podcast. Get his insight into this prestigious event. All right, welcome
1: back into the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We are here. DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship is part of our 2021 championship series. And the commissioner of all of that. Joins us right now, Mr. Johnny Avello, in person, oh, in right. the flesh. Yeah, we're here at the event. Love to see. Um, I don't know. Is it odds are with Johnny Avello? Are we still titling the segment? I don't know. But we're here. We're Hi, at John. the event. Johnny, welcome.
2: Thank you, guys. Uh, good. Good to see you guys in person. We do, you know, a lot of stuff on Zoom, but we're actually together here. And I, it's. It's we a were, pleasure. We
0: were hanging out in the lobby last night. You caught us off <laughs> guard, and we're like, Joe we, we were waiting.
1: Him. I was waiting to meet Johnny in person. I was here <laughs> waiting for him. I was so excited. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into it. We are here. This is an awesome event. So exciting. Um, look around us. This is pretty cool. Yeah. So, Johnny, how excited are you here to be here live this year's event? Watch all of these players come out and compete in the Sports Betting National Championship this year, being here in the flesh.
2: Well, yes, how excited I am. I'm very excited because we did this event a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to do it last year, which right. COVID killed us and uh, weren't sure if we were you know, when we're going to do it again. And so right. here we are uh, in November, beginning of November, uh, doing it. And I got to tell you, Kelsey, and we all know Kelsey, she's worked so hard on putting this together and been shout nervous outs. through the way. And, you know, uh, biting. I don't, know, I don't even know if she has any fingers left. Forget about nails. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see all you guys and all the players that will be showing up.
1: Well, I mean, fortunately for her, she just got a shout out on the
0: Unreasonable Odds podcast. Right. So she's now famous. Right. Yeah, you, you just put her on the map. She's after, famous. After she's out.
2: famous in my eyes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So talk about. Uh, so obviously we're here in Weehawken, New Jersey, over on the East Coast here. Uh, just take us through some of the ways that some of our competitors uh, made it here for this weekend. Obviously, there's a number of states uh, that people are eligible to play in this event. But take us through how they got here this weekend.
2: Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's DFS qualifiers. That yep. was one way to get yep. here. There was pool qualifiers. You know, because we run those free pools. There so were so pool qualifiers and. This is the other way they got here. And oh! That's, that's how they got there. They put up, you know, cold cash. He, he
0: needs some. He needs some if you can help him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or they could have, you know, if they didn't do the cash, they did the credit card, yeah. right? Oh, yep, so yep, they did it good. that way.
1: The Celtics were not supposed to win on Thursday <laughs> night, but it's fine. We're here in New Jersey. I'm going to make it all back. Um, all right, so let's look back at the last time we held this event. Obviously, this time around, we got NBA, college football, NFL. What sports were bettors targeting in, in the event in the past?
2: You know, I remember the last one. After day one, the leaderboard was a guy that parlayed a couple of soccer, alternate soccer oh. lines. Oh. Yeah, so that's how he got the lead early. Now, uh, and I, what he did was he waited to see how everybody else was doing sure. before he made his next move, next play. Uh, he did not finish in the top, you know, 10 or so <laughs> because guys went and were playing more the traditional sports. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And that weekend we had the NFC-AFC championship games. And so they were the two big betting propositions where guys just unloaded, uh, you know, when those two events came up. But uh, it was exciting to watch guys changing leads and, you know, how they got there. Some guys were trying, you know, different strategies. But uh, um, in the end, it was, I remember the the guy that won it, he had a big bet on the, the final game.
0: And, you know, it's very similar because, you know, I was at the Fantasy Baseball World Championship, seeing the leaderboard change so much. That's kind of the same realm here, too. And you kind of answered this already, but, you know, just want to give a little more perspective on this. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can approach the strategy for this one. I mean, you have a 5K bankroll that you can pretty much use on anything, however you want to use it, um, during this event here. So that's one strategy that you've seen. Has there been other things that you've seen players do to try to capitalize, get at the top of the leaderboard?
2: Well, We, there's a new bet that we introduced since the last, and that's same game parlays. Right. And so that could be used because if you could put five or six of those together, for a decent bet you know you could put some telephone numbers together (laughs) that's a good way to put it that could that could move you up that leaderboard real quick so that may be one strategy uh, other some use some may just try straight bets and keep doubling up and you know try to hit six or seven of those in a row that's always a a, a way to go but hey different guys have different ways of uh, getting there
1: the same game parlay is going to be a, a game changer. Massive. Somebody, you know, somebody's going that route coming out of the gates, swinging with a a big one, whether it be Friday night, Saturday college football, whatever. Um. All right. So, what are you? What is the one part of this weekend? I know there's a lot that that is going to be really exciting here, but what is the one part that you are looking most forward to this weekend?
2: Well. I'm looking forward for everybody getting together in this room, because yep. it's or rooms, I should say. We have a couple of different locations. Oh yeah, we took and a tour around the, here. I'll tell you what really impresses me before I answer that question is how would I'd love to play just outside mm-hmm. all weekend. I mean, with that view of the city and beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's just a great atmosphere out there. Now, I'll tell you what I hope goes well, and I feel it will is just everything we do tech technology-wise you know that's always my biggest fear anytime you have a contest is let it please let everybody get their bets in please let the system work sure. right please yep. let the leaderboard update please let the <laughs> you know the, the audiovisual stuff work right that's always what i'm uh that's that's the kind of stuff that just keeps me up. That's all.
0: The good news is we got you on no problem, though. So the day is starting yes, off well. Every, it's a good everything start. is going well so far.
2: It's a good start.
1: I was going to say, I already got what I was looking most forward to this weekend. I just wanted to see Johnny Avello slam a wad of cash <laughs> on the table <laughs> on the Unreasonable Odds podcast.
0: And it already happened. My weekend's made. Fresh from Vegas, too. Yeah, it's got that Vegas <laughs> smell crisp, as well. Crisp. As crisp. Yeah, you know, those bills are being printed out there. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for, for joining us here. Uh, really looking forward to this event. and. Uh, as we mentioned here, to the commissioner of it all, Johnny Avello, one of our favorite guests. Thanks so much for coming on.
2: Thank you, guys. Let's have a really fun weekend. Absolutely.
0: We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Brady Cannon from VEASAN will be joining us as well. We'll do a little Know You Better, one of our favorite segments on the show, and we'll also talk some of the strategy for this event as well. Stay tuned.
1: Alright everybody, welcome back into the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. If you're watching, as you can see, we have another guest at the table. Welcome in one of our friends from V-SIN, uh host Brady Cannon. How you doing, man? I'm welcome great. to the event. Yeah, what an event, right? How, how about DraftKings? Congratulations
3: to DraftKings, first of all, for throwing this for the second time. Yes. Uh, I hope they continue to do it year in and year out. Uh, the Sports Betting National Championship. I mean, yeah. I love it. We talked about this on Visa and We had a deal, you know, where we were kind of talking about, we had Johnny, who you guys just had on the program, Johnny yep. Avello, and we were talking about, like, you know, why not have this? You have the Stanley Cup. You have the NBA Finals. You have the Super Bowl. You have the college basketball national. Why not a
0: sports betting this national championship? This is our Super champion? Bowl, right? Oh, <laughs> like this, is, this is 2021. Like, get with the times. Like <laughs> that's that's what's in now. You know, that's absolutely. Right.
1: I right. love it, Brady. You're at Vison, obviously, our good friends. Tell us a little about yourself. Tell us how you ended up there. Well, uh,
3: I, I came to Las Vegas 27 years ago uh, in in radio, in sports radio. Uh, and I did that for a couple of years and then got into the golf business oh. and uh, still uh, dabbled in radio just a little bit. And then actually 10 years ago, right right around uh, 10 years ago, almost to the day, uh, I won the Westgate Super Contest. And uh, that was uh, a massive high point in my sports betting career. Uh, and, and, you know, I kind of uh accelerated the radio stuff uh with that championship and got more involved in it and then when VEASAN came around about five years ago I I certainly reached out to those folks and said hey you know I I've done radio I've done this I've done that and uh you know I'd really like to be involved and and here we are so here we are at the Enview Hotel at the Sports Betting National Championship uh about four years later I've been with VEASAN about four years now
1: so nice All right, so what we play when we have new guests on this podcast is a little game called Know You Better. Mm -hmm. Learn a little bit about your betting history. You already alluded to something which I think uh, ties in extremely well to this question. We start with everybody's favorite win in their betting career, (laughs) and that can be whatever, the, the highest plus odds, the largest amount. You already won a sports betting contest like this. So I'm going to go ahead and safely assume that that is your favorite win. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that win, about your strategy in that win, because it's an event similar to this in ways. We want to know everything. Well, you know, I I think my strategy
3: has actually changed in that contest, uh, you know, which was 10 years ago when we won the Westgate Super Contest, there was 517 participants that we were competing against. And that was a a record number at that time. Now you've got, I mean, pre-pandemic, there was, you know, 3,500 people in that contest. Now, uh, in this uh, season's edition, I believe there's about 2,000. Wow. So... I think when there's 500 people, your strategy is just to pick winners. It's that simple, right? <laughs> that is just great just, advice. Just pick winners. <laughs> um, but now when when you're not only necessarily competing against the number and the game, you're now competing against 2,000 other people. Sure. I, I believe that that is different than competing against a, a field of 300 or 500 or whatever like it used to be back in the day in that particular contest. So I, I think you have to uh, involve game strategy and not – Yes, you have to pick winners. Ultimately, that's the that's the highest priority. But they're in a contest and I think like in this contest too. There are different types of winners. Mm-hmm. There there's a winner that everybody's on. There's a winner that nobody else has and, and then there's a winner that goes opposite of what everybody else yep. has. And that's probably the most powerful winner. Yes. Okay. So so I think you kind of have to alter your strategy a little bit when you're playing against a field of that many people versus a smaller field
0: and I think something that's you know worth pointing out to is all the points that he's making very very similar to daily fantasy when you're playing in these large tournaments too like very similar here like you said like the winner that nobody has so somebody that's like a super super play on, on any given week so I think that's that's some really good points to bring up um going with the know you better uh segment that we have here so you obviously have your favorite win that's you know a great one What's the worst loss that you ever endured? Like the one that's just like entrenched in your memory and it gives you nightmares that you, that you just can't stop thinking about.
3: You it. know, thankfully it wasn't for a large sum of money. But Good to hear. But the worst, I, I, I mean, it was the, the, the surest thing you could ever be sitting on that didn't come out was heat? the Super Bowl. Hmm? I, thought I was going to say, is
0: it going to say the heat from last night? <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: that one was never even... The Super, Bowl. Up the, the Super Bowl <laughs> when the Patriots beat the Seahawks and Russell Wilson threw the interception, oh, right? And yep. everybody's on Pete Carroll to, you know, why didn't you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? I had a prop bet Uh-oh. that I placed in Las Vegas that the last touchdown, the last score of oh, that no. game would be a rushing touchdown.
0: Oh, my why God.
3: Why didn't you hand it to Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> Pete Carroll?
0: <laughs> That's brutal.
3: Yeah, it, it, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, we, you know, this right there for the ticket." And he throws the pick, and
0: unbelievable.
3: So that that one was pretty tough, but that that was probably, I I think where I ha- I was the closest to cashing that ticket. Sure. I was already walking to the window. Yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> and, and how many other thousands of people were ready to see Marshawn Lynch get the ball of course, and win the Super Bowl for the Seahawks.
0: The only person that didn't have that in mind was Pete Carroll. Everybody else <laughs> had that in mind. I right. think that's actually the first Super Bowl play that we've heard uh, in, in this segment. I think so. I we think get a wide right. variety of we things. Do. Like we, we've heard about we got NASCAR. Na- NASCAR, NASCAR uh, we've heard hockey ones. You know, two sports that we know absolutely nothing about. So you're in the wrong podcast if you're waiting for that. Um, but I think that's the first time we've got a Super Bowl. You
3: know you know what's fun? Obviously, the Super Contest is, is the high watermark, yeah. you know, in my sports betting career. But when I first came to Las Vegas in 1994, one of the first bets I ever made, which was probably, you know, six, eight months later, I used to do a show out of the MGM Grand uh, for this radio network that I worked at, and uh, the Kentucky Derby. Growing up, I never knew, you know, I never cared about the Kentucky Derby. Then I got in Vegas. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) I didn't realize how fun this (laughs) (laughs) was. And so I used the very elaborate handicapping system of what trainers and jockeys stiffed us that didn't come on our show and which ones did cool. and which ones were cool, and that's how I handicapped the race, right? <laughs> well, I ended up on Gary Stevens at Thunder Gulch at 25 to 1 and put like three bucks across the board on him or something like that. That was a really cool
1: win when I was about 20-something years old. So, go. All right. Well, obviously, you've been at this for, for a while, um, and so one of the things that we do in this segment is try and talk whatever you want to call it, betting trends, betting info, Um, a lot has changed over the years. Like, I always tell everybody when we preface this question, last night for Thursday Night Football, I can give you any trends I want that tell you the Colts are the side. I can give you any trend I want that tell you the Jets are the side. Mm -hmm. You can dig up anything. What are some numbers? What are some trends? What is a a piece of your handicapping that you think holds the most value right now? I'll tell you one in the NFL that
3: I think is really powerful, uh, and and we do have one situation this week, is when uh, an underdog wins outright. And then the following week, they assume the role of a road favorite. Mm. It's profitable to go against that team, and you have that in the New England Patriots this week. The New England mm. Patriots won outright as an underdog against the Los Angeles Chargers in Week Eight. They are now in the role of the road favorite at Carolina. Um, I, I'm definitely looking at Carolina. I'm monitoring the situation with Sam Darnold I and his health. I was going to say, yeah, if it's yeah, P.J. Yeah.
1: Walker, is that still a spot?
3: Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I would pro- I I wouldn't pay the uh, play the Patriots. I can tell you that. Um, but well, it's I funny too because
0: we we said uh, off air if it's P.J. Walker, do we actually like the Panthers better <laughs> if it's up being P.J. We've Walker. We've seen that recently, right? right. Cooper Rush. <laughs> right. Look at these uh, backups. There's a very good
3: chance you're gonna have Colt McCoy going against the 49ers. Yeah. In, in and. You know, I, I actually, you know, that's, a, that's another kind of trend thing. The fallen hero theory, uh, where the team rallies the troops around the backup when, when their hero has been injured. Uh, Russell Wilson went down Thursday night in the game against the Rams. Geno Smith comes out the very next week against the Steelers, and I was on Seattle. They yeah. covered the number. Because I think that, that first game with, with the replacement player, there, there's an inspiration in the team, and it often plays we,
1: out. We haven't even mentioned Jordan Love
3: Going yeah. for the Packers. This I, I like that side
0: too. Right, right. Yeah, that's that feels I mean for especially for the Chiefs being as bad as they've been against the spread. You know what I mean? Now it comes out and, you know, the, the spread went up seven and a half points. Is that what opened back up? Yeah, is? basically,
1: yeah. It closed a pick, came back out at eight, I think, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, that's correct. Sports, okay, uh, yeah now
3: and, yeah. and then seven and seven. a half. Now, yeah, now there's kind of – basically, I think uh, seven is the consensus, but yeah. there are some seven and a halves, I believe.
0: So, um, uh, so on that idea, what are some trends that you just completely ignore? And Obviously, there are uh, a lot. Yeah, the random there. ones, you know. Sure, um, yeah. How this
3: team performs against the NFC South on yes. Wednesday. <laughs> yes, and, you know, yes, I, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like trends, yeah. but you have to um, you have to read between the lines. Yep. And what yep. is that trend telling you? Right. Why is this occurring seventy five percent of the time? And if it if it makes a lot of sense, then, you know, I talk about the role from uh, underdog that wins outright into the role of road favorite. Well, maybe that line's a little maybe we're getting too happy with the Patriots right Right. now. Maybe, you know, maybe that line is becoming elevated. So I think there's a reason for that. Um, But the trends where it's just really random,
1: then I think you push those to the side. Love it. Um, All right, so obviously we're at an event here for, you know, some heavy hitters are going to be here. This is a bigger event. But state by state, so many states are becoming legal now um, for for sports betting, and we listed them off at the top of the show, how many states you can participate in this event from, whereas the last one was just Jersey. So we asked this to everybody. The one thing you're not allowed to say, because this is the most important answer, is being responsible, managing your bankroll, but your best advice (laughs) for new sports bettors.
3: Ah, gosh. Uh, Well you know i I think the most important advice for sports betting for gambling I was told this when I moved to Las Vegas so many years ago uh don't ever mess around with more than you can afford to lose yeah uh now you know that kind of goes against what you just told me not to say <laughs> but, uh you know gosh there there's sports betting as you guys know. It's such an intricate space. Yeah. I mean, there are so many levels. There's there's that side of the counter. There's this side of the counter. There's head fakes in the market. There's real moves in the market. You know, right. there's just... It's a fascinating uh, market, if you will, or industry that... I think takes years to study. You guys just spoke with Johnny Avello. How long's he been doing it? Does right. he know it all? No. And Vinny Maliulo, who's a great friend at VEASAN, you know, we learn something new in sports betting every day, and I agree with that. Yep. So uh, as a new sports better, I would just say be responsible and take it slow because you're not going to figure
0: it out in a day. Absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think that's so, so important, too, because it's so easy to have, you know, a bad night like Julian just had last (laughs) night and say, like, I'm absolutely done with this. I'm not going to do this anymore. But like I'll do it again. And we, we but we say this on the show all the time, like especially with sports betting, daily fantasy, all that it is peaks and valleys you're going to have those good nights you're going to have those bad nights and not let it you like deter from your uh, specific strategy or how you research these things mm-hmm. because while it may not hit and last week in the NFL was a perfect example look at how many underdogs hit last week that is not normal that is not going to happen every single week, too. But people look at that and go, "Oh, now I got to keep getting on all these underdogs." Like it's going to level out at some point. So I think what you're saying is a very good point. Well, I think what you say there,
3: it's going to level out. It holds true, and, and that could be advice for sports betters too. Sure. The, mm-hmm. th- the three weeks prior, for the most part, we saw sports books get killed with a lot of favorites coming in. Yeah. So you have to know as a as a sports better, whether you're a beginner or a seasoned veteran, that things are going to adjust. And certainly they did yeah. in, in Week Eight, where a lot of the underdogs came in. So you have to you have to try and time that correctly and anticipate that type of adjustment, uh, because you're right, it, it absolutely will happen. It's not going to, favorites aren't going to win all year long. Right. Go ahead, Steve. Um,
0: so uh, just getting back into this event a little bit here, like what are some of your like strategies for this event specifically? You know, we talked to Johnny. Some people are saying that you know um, there was somebody last year or, or a couple of years ago who made some soccer plays early. And was up at the top of the leaderboard. Then kind of stayed back and watched what the rest of the field were doing. And then kind of jumped back in. Like, what kind of strategy are you looking for in this weekend?
3: One thing I think that is very interesting is the fact that uh, everything begins on Friday night. Yep. And you can still, you know, if you if you lose all your bankroll, what have you, you can re-enter on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So just from that standpoint, I would probably try and win big on Friday. Sure. Exactly. It, you know if if you have the wherewithal to go ahead and re-enter yep. if that's a part of your plan that, yep. that that's a that's a that's a backdrop for you that's a possibility then I would probably be kind of aggressive on Friday and and, tr- and maybe you just make one bet maybe you make yep. a five thousand dollar bet on one prop or whatever sure. it is
1: you know or or, or maybe Parlay, you know, divide that if you want to hit big on Friday night ah, don't do parties. I know that you won't. <laughs> <laughs> it, but that's different that's so like specific to this event it's it's Different. Like, if you're somebody that has the bankroll to potentially enter twice, and you want to hit big on Friday night to see if you're maybe a two-team parlay or something. A two right. Team, you know, okay, maybe yeah, No, a safe, I'm not a safe, slap everything on the board together. Parlay. But like, yeah. But
3: yeah, no, I. I that's exactly what we're we're kind of getting to the same thing here. Is yeah, maybe play something where you can you can hit a you know for a for a big score, um, and and if you do, then then you're you're sitting pretty. You're you're way ahead of everybody. Yeah for a while uh and and then you go into kind of maybe your normal pattern of how you're going to attack this uh but that would be my initial strategy i think uh if i was participating in this after that i think the strategy is difficult you know we talk about the super contest and that's that's over you know 20 weeks of football (laughs) yeah (laughs) here you are in 20 hours or whatever (laughs) you know two and a half three days Mm -hmm. um that that's not a nut i have cracked
0: yet and then uh just going off that too um kind of putting you on the spot here a little bit, but looking at this weekend board, is there any bet or any play that you're kind of looking at? And you're like, that's one I would definitely want to be hitting. On well, we
3: kind of touched on a few of them. You know, I'm certainly looking at the Panthers, um, I made the line two in that game. It came out two and a half, but then was immediately bet up all the way to four. Uh, Now it's back down to three and a half. And it's kind of interesting that the market has bet it down to three and a half, even though there is still uncertainty about Sam Darnold. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's very telling there, looking at the Panthers. Um, also looking at the Denver Broncos uh, getting 10 points against the Cowboys. It's a lot of points. It, it's a lot, a lot of, of points. points and, and not that this Denver Broncos team is all of a sudden great again because they beat the Washington football team. But I do think they're a decent team, and I think 10 points is too much. I, I made the line – I think I made it six. Mm-hmm. and well, uh, Crossing I, a lot of key numbers there. Right, right. Um, you know, are you going to tease – Denver up to 16, you're not necessarily crossing key numbers there. It's probably not very profitable to tease Dallas down. I I just think playing it straight uh, and and taking the 10 with Denver, I I think that'll be the right side. Teddy Bridgewater, unbelievable record. Teddy covers. Teddy covers. Teddy covers
0: (laughs) and Teddy accuracy. The guy is just, he hits everybody.
3: He's so incredibly accurate. A couple Uh, things there, right? Just like handicapping 101, you talk about beginning sports betters. Take an underdog that has a good defense, yeah. okay, check Denver, right? A quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, check that's Bridgewater. It. So, the, you know, they they check a couple of boxes there that they shouldn't play themselves out of this game quickly.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm liking Denver. I like that conversation. I've been watching that number just go up <laughs> all week being like, when does this make me pull the trigger on the Broncos? We might be there now that we're in double digits. Um, all right, that's a segment, huh? That's a segment, baby. All right. Brady Cannon from VEASAN joining the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. We're looking forward to hanging out this weekend. Absolutely. Going to be a great one. Thanks,
3: guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Julian and I will be back to go over quickly the weekend board, get you set for this event and for any bets that you want to make at home as well. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Steve Buchanan, Julian Edlow, just wrapped up with uh, one, our second guest of the show. Here got a lot of insight into this event. Any uh, any quick takeaways from uh, from Johnny or anything that we got?
1: My quick takeaways are that I'm starting to like the Broncos with the ten points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna talk about, about yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I'm I, I still don't know if I want to take the Broncos. Okay. I'm I'm just I'm here here's here's my thing about the the Broncos is. The secondary looked fantastic the first three weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. Absolutely collapsed Mm -hmm. after that. Now you're getting the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, presumably back in this one. Uh, I know C.D. Lan is dealing with a sprained ankle. Don't know what his status is going to be officially for that one there, but the Cowboys can beat you in so many different ways. But, tens an enticing number that's that that's that's the thing there if, if this was under 10 I think I would be siding with the Cowboys but getting it at that double digit number um, I will say has me thinking about the Broncos more but that's one of those plays that I would not feel good about taking regardless
1: all right that makes me like it even more okay um, all right
0: <laughs> what's wrong with this guy
1: contest strategy is there anything contest wise because we've talked about it with yeah. Johnny we talked about it with Brady is there anything contest strategy wise? That that you want to bring up that you think we haven't touched on?
0: I thought it was really interesting uh, when Johnny was talking about the player who did the soccer bets early and then kind of waited back to see where everybody was landing mm-hmm. uh, after that, because that's such a unique approach. Because like in daily fantasy, once it's locked, that's it. You know, I mean, obviously you can make late swaps and, and whatnot, yeah. and that's kind of the same idea, but
1: no soccer parlays this time around.
0: No, no, but it it, it certainly pushes, which you is
1: unfortunate because that's my specialty.
0: That is not at all, <laughs> but it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, um, you know, that, that's not something you can do in daily fantasy too much. But it's interesting because, you know, he positioned himself at the top of the leaderboard and then kind of saw, you know, kind of almost c- controlled his own destiny, I guess, if you want to say, to mm-hmm. see how the rest of the field was, too. So that's really interesting that I thought that came out of that and something that actually, if I was in this, you know, I, you know, win a lot of jackpots over here, uh, maybe enter myself <sighs> if I could. But uh, it's just an interesting stra- strategy and something that's kind of outside the box.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Anything we need to get to before our Best Bets segment, which obviously we are also rebranding somewhat as Teaser Time because we are a teaser podcast We certainly
0: are. Um, No, I think we should do the teasers now.
1: It's Teaser Time.
0: Let's not do that again. Teaser Time, go. All right, Teaser Time. Um, The easiest leg to take in this one, and I'm hoping you agree, Mm. is the Ravens going against the Vikings. Now, if okay. I if I recall, were you actually on the Vikings side earlier this week? Did you like the Vikings at plus six? No. No. Okay. Baltimore. Okay, that's so we're in agreement on that. So um, teasing Baltimore to start, get them down to basically a pick. You just need them to win now. Okay. Yes.
1: Um, and really quickly, like forget. I'm trying not to overreact to how pathetic the Vikings were on Sunday Night Football against yeah. the Cowboys. Let's look at the Ravens side of this. They're off an embarrassing. Loss yep. to the Bengals as six and a half, six-point favorites. They're off a buy. Yep. Harbaugh's nine and four ATS yep. off a buy with Baltimore. This is a great spot at home for the, for the Ravens.
0: Yep. So I'm taking the Ravens, and then I'm putting it with the Cardinals, getting them up to plus eight. Without That's Kyler Murray. In. Without Kyler. Okay. Kyler Murray is out, officially. Look at the number. What do you think's gonna
1: happen? <sighs> But it, potentially Hopkins, too.
0: Well, yes, I do know that. But I, I feel like with the weapons that the Cardinals have— You really
1: think the Cardinals are two-point dogs to the Niners right now and Kyler Murray's going to play?
0: Kyler Murray has—
1: I need a new podcast no, no, co no no, 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 no. This no. guy doesn't know what he's talking Kyler about.
0: Kyler Murray hasn't been playing to his full potential. Obviously, he hasn't been running at all. Like He has had like less than 30 rushing yards over the past four weeks. Okay. What has San Francisco shown, though, that they can still beat the Cardinals?
1: I mean, I mean the the, the quarterback's not going to play. That's the part that I'm I'm touching on.
0: I understand that. Okay, I th- I'm
1: just saying maybe stay away. I don't I don't need to I don't need to necessarily get involved until we well, get official word on anything. Well,
0: here's the best part about this is that what? it's not your bet, <laughs> so you can make your own. But yeah, that's but I'm going to like. fight with you. No, oh, that's fine. That's that's what people like. That's what content's about. Great. So give yours then.
1: Okay, Baltimore already explained. Fine. First leg, second leg, we're going to. St- uh, Sunday night football. We're taking the Rams from seven down to one. Win against the Titans. Yep. The Rams are loaded. Right. Um. And you got this Tennessee team coming in riding off a high. They beat down the Chiefs in embarrassing fashion. They get the road overtime win in the division as underdogs. Yep. Over the uh, over the Colts. And it it doesn't line up necessarily with Brady's um, theory where a Underdog gets the win outright, and then is favored on the road the next week. But they are going on the road for a, a big game here, and then no Derrick Henry. How is this offense right. going to function first game without Derrick Henry? The Rams are getting this win. The Ravens are getting this win. Wrap okay, it up. But, okay, but take the money. True
0: story. You know, being serious here, why is it only minus seven though? Wow, well, how high can you make it? Tennessee's six and two. I understand that, but Tennessee also just lost their best offensive piece. They're going up against one of the best secondaries in the league. Yeah, like that doesn't feel a little trappy. Like no. it, that, that doesn't feel like one of those too good to be true numbers. Well,
1: that's this what is it my bet now.
0: So, well, I'm fighting you on it. <laughs> yes, but but you can't say that this doesn't this, this number feel is not too good to be true. With everything that the Rams have, like they they won't be able to stop Cooper Cup at all. They have one of the worst slot corners in the league. Like. I I just I worry about that number. That's all. Just because I feel like that should be higher, with with everything that's happened with Tennessee. I understand your your mentality that they're six. I just don't
1: know. Yeah, I I don't know how much higher you can you can make this. Right. It doesn't feel trappy to me. No. Okay.
0: That's fine. Because it's your bet.
1: Good. Great,
0: grand. Um, real quick, because this is obviously one of the bigger stories of this week. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers ruled out due to COVID. Uh, so now we're going to be getting Jordan Love. As we mentioned early in the show, this was a pick at the time. Uh, came off the board, uh, mm-hmm. opened back up. at Was it eight that it ended up opening back up at? And then it was bet down to seven and a half. Is that what the number was? Yeah. Um, so what side do you take now? Because as we've mentioned on many times during the show, the Chiefs have been one of the worst cover teams in the league really since dating back to last year. And now you have them as seven-and-a-half-point favorites going up against a backup quarterback, Devontae Adams, who is coming back from COVID. How uh, efficient is he going to be? Um, Alan Lazard, also coming back from COVID. How effective is he going to be? Do you take the Chiefs at this point, or are you on the Packers side?
1: No. Packers plus seven-and-a-half are pass for me. Um, Wow. Yeah. Roger, like, (sighs) this line move of a touchdown, it's an overreaction. It didn't even... I mean, the the Adams one was an overreaction yeah. too, and we we went with the Packers. Or I you didn't, I did. I, I went yeah, with the I Packers against didn't. Arizona. Um, yeah, this is one. You know, I, I've got my teaser with with the favorites. Yeah. Um, but other games I'm looking at are probably mostly underdogs. The seven and a half with the Packers, um, the ten with the Broncos. Like this is this is a Packers or, or pass for me. Big stage. Are, for, are the
0: Chiefs a teaser like though?
1: see I originally tweeted out ooh when this line reopens yeah. six and a half seven Chiefs of teaser, are like I can't do it I yeah. can't do it they squeak by the Giants the Packers are a really good team that are putting a first round talent quarterback into right. the mix he's not Aaron Rodgers but Jordan love slinga should take He'll advantage of this opportunity yep I like the Packers plus seven and a half man I know
0: like my like my heart agrees with you
1: okay. but um general all NFL season, if you feel uncomfortable hitting submit on your bet <laughs> with a dog with a quarterback we haven't seen, right. you're generally winning.
0: Right, <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it's gone too this year. It, it's it's been absolutely wild too. Um, any other games that you were uh, kind of looking at as well? I kind of want to go back to the Bengals, even though they destroyed everybody uh, last week uh, against the Jets, who had the you know the. The uh, second coming of Mike White, who is now injured and probably yeah. done, um, but only two and a half against the Browns, who are just feeling like they're falling apart on the field, off the field. Odell Beckham Jr. But you Jr. cut
1: right—you get rid of OBJ, you maybe bounce back. Like it, uh, I can talk myself into this being a good spot for both teams, so I don't know if I'm going to be on that game. The OBJ thing is—Imagine before you even go. Imagine you're sitting here saying you feel like you have to take the Bengals minus two and a half against the Browns. Yeah. Imagine thinking that before the season.
0: Right. No.
1: Like, oh, the angles are minus two and a half against the Browns. I have to take them.
0: Yeah, at home. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But the OBJ thing is not a needle mover for me at all because he was very seldom involved to begin with. No, I'm saying it helps the Browns. Right. No, 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 (laughs) for sure. But I I look at that as, like, is that going to be one of the overreaction pieces that we're talking about? Because people see the name, OBJ, Mm -hmm. oh, he's gone. You know, Mm -hmm. what's that going to do to this offense? But he wasn't really involved to begin with. Obviously, Kareem Hunt um, still on IR as well. Just uh, two and a half. If if this was three and a half, then I, I think I could pass. But two and a half just just feels a little bit too low against the Browns at that, home too. That's
1: I mean I I won't argue with anything on this game.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's a tough one.
1: Um. Anything else before we get out of here? I, think, I got I th- one thing. I
2: think
0: th- go ahead. Friday
1: night. Yeah. I'm out. College football. I'm out. Chestnut Hill. Boston College Eagles, oh, he's been they're about getting this their days. quarterback back. Phil Jerkovic, ranked by Phil Steele, the number <sighs> seven overall quarterback in the nation. It sounds like he is coming back for this game. It's the red bandana game.
0: He's been talking about
1: this for At days. home, Friday night. I have been talking, looking off camera, yeah, breaking talk- the, breaking the third producers. wall, breaking the third wall. He's been talking about po- this for days. Ruining the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the third wall. <laughs> Eagles. Money line. They're laughing. They're laughing in my face, and I will be laughing in their face when Boston College wins this game at home. Red bandana game. Big win for the Boston College Eagles. You can thank me later. That's a podcast.
0: What is red bandana game?
1: I don't follow it.
0: I don't follow it.
1: Okay, I mean, Google it. Just Google it.
0: Very I'm not going to get into it in the
1: podcast. It has it has it has 9/11 ties, emotional ties. A, a hero um, oh, that went okay. to Boston College that lost his life in 9/11. His red bandana was found oh, at, at okay. the scene of it. They wear the red bandana jerseys. The Eagles are coming out emotional win on Friday night. Google it.
0: I'll oh, see. Okay, see now you could talk me into it. I didn't oh, know. now Steve, well, like everyone
1: laughed in my well, face. I'm got, not going to scream too loud and ruin my levels as the production team has been telling me. <laughs> um, I'm going to stay calm, cool, and collective here. All right.
0: That's gonna wrap us up. That's gonna wrap it up for the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We hope you enjoyed this very special edition. As we come to you live from Weehawken, New Jersey, massive event going on here. Like we said, you can still uh, enter up until Saturday. So if you're listening to this tonight on Friday, you can still come here. We'd love to see you here. You know, 10K, see Julian Edlow, lose some bets, see myself before I leave Saturday morning. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can. I'll see I'll be here, here all weekend. A lot a of money. Bit, I'm a little to bit more won-
1: valuable of a piece to draft, lot of- so I'll be sticking around.
0: <laughs> a lot of money to be won.